All right. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the David and David podcast. Uh, we have a returning guest, Abraham here. Say what's up. What's up? I'm back. And we have a first time guest and practically a brand new person to me, but uh, he seems cool. So I wanted to have him on. This is Chris. Say hi. How's it going, guys? Um, not, I mean, we haven't had a whole lot, lot of luck with, uh, with David. So as I mentioned in the, the brief update I posted, uh, David's had a broken foot. His car has broke down and he works at HEB. So he, he carries the country on his back. Um, a good he, he's man. just a busy man. Central. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I think we expect to have him on back again this week. So like I said, I'm posting a few times this week and um, just getting some content out there for people who are stuck at home and need something to do. You can just uh, tune into us. Now, first thing I wanted to start with is let me let me look up exactly what it's called so I don't mistitle it. it it's probably fake, but I can't really tell. Um, let me see. Is it the thing with go. that hornet? Is it the hornet thing? No, no, no. It's not the hornet thing. <laughs> so the, it, the whole killer, the killer hornet thing that was Japanese found in North America. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, <laughs> it's. A- it's- it's something called remote viewing, uh, and I've, I kept seeing people talk about it lately. And this is interesting. So the CIA has actually declassified files on remote viewing, which is essentially like being—it's kind of like an yeah. out-of-body experience where you can like perceive a room or perceive something that might happen. So it's kind of like seeing the future or seeing a different location without being there. Um, and there's like a step-by-step process of how they trained people to be able to do it. So the, the documents, because they exist, I mean, it feels like it confirms the fact that they can kind of travel through some weird memes, like just through their mind to like a different place and have information on it, which seems ridiculous. That's why I said, I, I don't feel like, I, I kind of feel like it's fake, but at the same time, I mean, the CIA has declassified this information. And has mentioned it multiple times as something that they use. What is it called? It's called remote viewing. And if you look up remote viewing remote CIA, viewing. you can find the uh, classified information. I know they also just recently declassified um, UFOs, like a whole whole section yeah. about the information <laughs> they have about that. They yeah, straight I, up released I, like three I, videos. Yeah, I, I I didn't pay any attention to the to the UFOs. I'll be completely honest with you. All that kind of stuff is just eh, to me. I just heard like, it. I, I heard it and I saw like pictures, but I I just didn't care. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, and that's a good reaction, you know. Yeah. You don't want people freaking out. A lot of people probably just. I mean, in my head, I've never had a doubt that something exists out there anyway, so it wasn't like big news to me, but. The fact that they just allowed it into the public was kind of interesting. They're just like, okay, people can know this now. <laughs> Everybody's going to be on their computers right now anyways. you know. Nobody's got anything better to do, so might as well just get them something to look at. Yeah. That's so let's true. make some conspiracies. On the topic of conspiracies, have you heard uh, Trump is a, apparently a time traveler? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what he's doing now? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. You should, you should, you should explain that. I think we're going down a rabbit hole, like 
You just well, start well, I slow think, and now we're to time traveling. Well, I think we're getting also we're also getting off topic because we he mentioned the uh the CIA the thing that was going on and like I, I guess my thought process behind it and I, I first I'm hearing about it, but it doesn't really <laughs> shock me because you gotta think about the advancements that the, the technology has gone. So like to be able to sort of like I don't know, gain access to a faraway to like a faraway place and kind of figure out potential steps that things are going to go into it doesn't seem that far-fetched to me but it also kind of depends on exactly how it's being done yeah like so i'm gonna gonna break down as far as what i know and this that this is probably rather inaccurate so anybody listening if you just want to chime in in the comments i mean that's totally cool um basically from my understanding it's like some of the early steps are like have somebody put pictures of places have people put like pictures of places and um and like envelopes right and th- these pictures of places are just supposed to be on white paper for i don't know if that changes anything then you you take the very basic concepts of what you feel are in that photo right so it's like empty or you could just say something like water and that would indicate that there's a body of water it also specifies things like don't second guess yourself, whatever. But there's a much more lengthier process that the CIA released versus what people are saying online. But you slowly build off of that, and then you start having the ability, I, air quotes, ability to like start identifying these places just from thinking about it or placing yourself there but not being there. I don't know. It's it's pretty strange. Yeah, strange would be one word to use for that. So uh, I just found the article, the actual reported thing that they did and skimming over it. It looks like it was just an experiment. There's not much outside of it just being an experiment of people trying to describe others. Yeah, so yeah. that would make a bit more sense if it was just one of those like kind of out there experiments. Because that, that, that is absolutely something that I could see at least attempting to be tested. But like, what, what are the realistic, like, like what's the probability of that actually happening and actually working, right? Right. I, I mean, yeah. I guess it would. Um, what are those people called? They can like see the future, or it's like um, Oracle. Yeah, there you go. They're is like it- used to solve crimes or whatever. Yeah. And I guess maybe the CIA, at least, toying with the idea that it could be real, attempted it. Mm-hmm. This was apparently published in 1984, by the way. So, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, this is not new. Like- yeah. I don't know. That's I, I don't know. It's it's a weird concept to me. But if they could actually find a way to make that work, that would be mind blowing. Yeah, it'd be pretty neat too. Like, it, I mean, also kind of scary because that just means that like any point at any time, somebody could just like not be in your room, but be in your room and just know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> Watching me just sit on the computer for about five hours, getting Hell frustrated yeah. at games I suck at. Hell <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a new <laughs> idea. It's Have fun, bro. You, you just watch them like from their room playing the game. <laughs> yeah, That's the wild. life for me, man. Have you ever tried to astral project? Because this is what it kind of sounds like. Astral project? No, I, I, I have not. I have not tried to astral project. <laughs> anyway, that was like a kind of like a fad in the area where I was growing up, and like. There's like all these steps to do that too, and it's very similar to what you, they described. It's essentially, you just lay down and, like, like you're gonna go to bed, but you don't let your mind rest, and you 
let your body fall asleep. Yeah, like from my understanding, that that's essentially what it describes. So it's like in, in a way, it's placing your 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 conscience somewhere else while your body is resting. Yes. I don't and, know, yeah, like, I, I've I, never tried to mess with anything like that. That to me has always just been fairy tale stuff. I guess would be the best way for me to put it. Yeah, some some uh, Doctor Strange stuff right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, so, if you uh, ever try it, you're guaranteed to fall asleep. Oh yeah, God, I bet. Speaking I... of sleep, though, <laughs> I I actually do have a topic that we can kind of transition to. We're talking about sleeping and stuff, right? Is it just me, or is it that whenever you have a specific place to be, like maybe maybe you've got like something that now I'm not, I'm not just talking like a job. I'm talking like maybe you have like a certain event for a job, or maybe something going on at school or whatever. So point is you have to be somewhere the next day and you have to get to sleep at a certain time so you can kind of get rested, right? That you can right. never freaking fall asleep. Is oh, it just yeah. me or do other people have to deal with that? Because I literally got maybe 10 minutes of sleep last night and it's driving me crazy. I think it has to do largely in part of your with anxiety, not your anxiety specifically, but anxiety is just what causes that. If well, you ever thing control is- that, you're usually able to. Well, right, but here's the thing, right? So you, you and that that's an understandable argument, but I've had this happen where I, I can't say I was anxious about anything. You know, I might have been excited to go to some to some place when I was younger, right? But for this situation, yeah, I had a final today, right? But it was the easiest final that I've ever had. I knew that it was going to be, but I still wanted to get rested so that I could, you know, write out my answers properly. And I could not fall asleep. I tried for three hours and then sun started coming up and I was just like, not, not going to happen. Might as well just get it done now before I get even more tired. It sounds like you're also already staying awake because three hours before the sunrise. <laughs> okay. Yes. I have a terrible sleep schedule, but here's the, that's not important. <laughs> kind of, kind of adds to it, but <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not important right now. My sleep schedule is a different story. <laughs> I know it's my sleep schedule screwed up. It absolutely is. Spring break and the in the pandemic have done nothing to help my sleep schedule. But I've been able to get to sleep every other night up until tonight or up until last night. It's also possible you'd be like physically like your body's anxious, but you're mentally not. People mm-hmm. often suffer panic attacks, even though they don't feel anxious. And it's just like a physical response. It's not your inability to control your anxiety. Yeah, I just I, I just take meds for it. Yeah, I'm not very good at controlling, so I just start taking meds. <laughs> it's an easy way. Who needs mental practices when you can pop pills? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I started the lowest dosage, and I haven't gotten up from there. It's it just it took the edge off. Not to sound cliche. Well, right. Well, so it's it's nice to do. exactly what I did. Well, and you have if you have like legitimate anxiety conditions, then yeah, absolutely. You know, oh, I, yeah, I, no, I joke, I joke about it, but it's like it, you you got to do what you got to do to to get help, right? But it, yeah. it's just never it's not a normal issue for me, so I haven't resorted to trying anything like that. You know? Yeah, I get that. And this pandemic just has kind of a whole new like layer to everything. You know, it's like you go outside and you got to think, am I sick or am I going to get somebody sick? And it's just like that. Whether you're thinking about it or not, it's just something that's kind of there. See, for me, me, it's more the it's more the second thought for me. What, what were you saying, uh, Abraham? Oh no, I was just gonna say like a uh, comment of how like to me it sounds like just the world all of a sudden learned about germs. Like <laughs> honestly, like AIDS is still real. It's still like I think last year it killed like over a million people, and 
I don't know. I think Corona just killed like sixty thousand so far. Yeah. Oh, right, but kind of puts it in perspective. Like, there's a lot of stuff out there that could kill you. Oh yeah. Well, I, I mean, to be fair though, with with the with Corona and all that, it's 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 a combination of it having a higher death rate than people anticipated, and also being something that's completely foreign to a lot of people because this just kind of came out of nowhere, right? But all of these recommendations that like the CDC and other health professionals are giving out right now are kind of just how I go about my daily life because I'm I'm, I'm kind of a germaphobe, right? And it has right. less to do with me being worried about getting sick and more with I don't want to get other people sick. So I'm hearing them do all these kinds of precautions and I'm just like, what, was hand washing not common sense? Like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah exactly. that, that's what they got me. It's just how, <laughs> how much they've talked about washing hands and it's like... It, have people not like been taught to do this since they were little? It's kind of gross. Well, I mean, I've got friends, for example, that like now that they're adults and they're living on their own with like their their wives or they're out of college, right? They're starting to cook more for themselves. I'm hearing people that like don't wash their hands after handling raw meats and stuff like that. And I'm like, you're going to get salmonella. Like it should be common sense. But like, apparently it's just not. And this pandemic has also added on to that, right? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I Honestly, I just look at the bright side. I hope... From now on, everybody washes their hands a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. It's... God, you'd hope, right? If there's one takeaway, it's wash your damn hands, right? Yeah. yeah. I like how at the beginning we're like, we're trying explicitly not to talk about the virus and we just unintentionally wind up back here. <laughs> what, were, were we supposed <laughs> to avoid that? No, no, not necessarily. No, no. That's why I mentioned that in general, like a lot of podcasts end up at some point talking about the topic for a little bit at least just because it's such a big deal it's kind of hard to avoid e even the professional ones that i listen to her like have been doing this for years i mean they're, they're like they, they always at least mention it and talk about it for a few minutes it's it's hard to avoid yeah. it's it's, 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 worldwide. it's, it's literally all that's going on in the world right now but yeah we, we can we can move on because everybody's been kind of been painting <laughs> this as a dead horse so like yeah okay. well I, I i got something to talk about i, I just kind of remembered yeah. it but I used to have this, uh, when I was working at Best Buy, I had this coworker. Um, truthfully, I don't remember his name because I, I, I didn't like talking to him at all. He, he was he was kind of rude. He was really abrasive. Like, whatever he was thinking, he would tell you, which you, you can respect. But the way he went about things, just not really. He was just a weird guy. Um, he was like, he was pale like Voldemort. And that's kind of what I always thought. I always thought he looked like Voldemort. And then other people were... <laughs> Other people would call him a uh, uh, Captain Underpants because he, he also kind of looked like Captain Underpants. Um, Is it oh, no. in his underwear? I, <laughs> no, it, it was just—it's <laughs> just he, so he's Humpty Dumpty but with underpants. Is what you're saying? Yeah, he he had like a really like strong, thick New York like Jersey accent too. But it, I just remember like one time specifically that like it, it just irked me. He he already kind of annoyed me, like I said, so I just kind of avoided him, but. I was just chilling, just standing there with my hands in my pocket. I wasn't, it was a slow day. This was like the summer when, uh, like the oil field went into recession. So like where I live, that's a big deal. It affects the economy a whole lot. But, um, yeah, he, I'm just sitting there cause I'm bored. Right. I don't know what to do. Well, he comes up to me. He's just like, you know, you shouldn't leave your hands in your pants. He's like, uh, <laughs> if you, uh, you just stand around with your hands in your pants. Someone's gonna think you're fiddling with yourself. And I'm just like, no, they're not. Dude, shut up. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I can't like, say that I've ever walked exactly. past somebody that's had their hands in their pants, or I, I mean, hands in their pockets, right? 
You know, maybe if you've got your entire freaking wrist stuffed down your pants, then maybe. But like that never happens, right? So I've never right. once walked past somebody and been like, "Huh, not around." I don't think here. I want to be by them. <laughs> well, yeah, that doesn't happen much around here, but it's bigger scenes. Not to there's like like zero you know, hand move. I'm just standing like I'm just standing there, kind of like lost in thought. And this dude just comes up to me. He's like, "Yo, you shouldn't leave your hands in your hands in your pockets like that. You're gonna think you're getting fiddled with it. I don't know." He's just like, just like, dude, shut up, leave me alone. He was trying to help pockets. you. He was looking out for you, dude. He, he was I, like, no, no. <laughs> I, I think that that guy has just got an interesting thought about how that works, right? Because two things, right? One, nobody's going to think that if you have your hands in your pockets, and two, what does it say about him that he thinks that that's happening if you just have your hands in your pockets? Like, what the hell has he been trying? Exactly. <laughs> but that, that, on top of it, like I, I was at least for a while like the home theater section best salesman. I did a good job at my job. I didn't really need people to tell me too much. I, I just, I, I was good at talking to people and, 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 and it was like my personal choice to like make sure your customers got the best for them and not like necessarily the best technology. Cause sometimes that's not the same thing, you know, like you, not everybody needs a $10,000 TV. Some people might, and some people can afford it. I never tried to upsell. I just tried to get people what they needed. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, he, he would always like try to give me sales advice and my numbers were the best. And when he was working there, my numbers like were way better than him. And it, it, it's OK. Like, I don't I don't mind getting help or advice like that's cool. But the way he went about it was just like, I'm better than you. And one of those know it all types that yeah, always then, has a way to try to look like you. Voldemort. I just I didn't want to be near him. You know, I wouldn't want to be there either. Like a new a new jersey stuff you already doing. Yeah, basically that kind of stuff. Like it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Always make sure you pitch the protection plan. I was like, yep. Uh, you know, as as I've done for this year that I've been here before you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that protection plan, huh? You know, I've I, forgotten I, about that. Thank you for the reminder. It's only been a year. Wow, I've been doing things wrong this whole time. <laughs> To, to be fair, I, I don't know what the guy was going through. He, I remember him at one point mentioning that he sleeps on like the floor or something. It was like his back was hurting. So, whatever. Like I, I was never like mean to him, but he just annoyed me, and I, you know. So, I, I just kind of kept it at that. <laughs> I, I didn't really talk to him or associate with him. I just, I felt bad for him. Whatever's going on in his life, I hope he's not sleeping on the floor still. And I believe that I, I, I understand that kind of thing. I've been lucky in that, like, I, I haven't really had a whole lot of jobs like that. So I haven't had to deal with a lot of really weird coworkers because I've either worked at mom and pop stores, like an aquarium store that I worked at, and now I'm oh. an umpire. So I just work with like one person at a time. And then once we're done with that game, that's it. And we probably won't see each other again until the next season, right? So yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want, you have any interesting stories about working like anywhere, go for it, man. Like, uh, I mean, I've got a, I've got a couple, but it mostly revolves around baseball. So I don't, I don't know if any of you guys know a whole lot about baseball, but like I'm an umpire, and so you know, uh, we're the guys that everybody hates or everybody loves to hate on the baseball field, right? Yeah. We're, we're, we're the, we're the, we're the authority, and everybody hates us because of it, right? Um, hands down, some of the best stories that I have are the times that I've had to eject coaches in ten-year-old games because that's when everybody <laughs> gets the most sporadic. The younger they are, the crazier the parents and the crazier the coaches are. The older you get, because like when I'm working high school stuff, 
hardly yeah. anybody cares, man. The players care yeah. and the coach and the coaches care because, you know, especially if it's a good school, they want the kids to have fun and they want them to get better, but they're not going to start screaming if a call doesn't go their way. I've had one yeah. coach that did that, but most of the time they won't. And if they do have a problem, they'll come out there and they'll talk to you about it nicely, right? I had one guy uh, happened last year, right? Uh, last summer. So I had worked an entire high school season, right? So from late February to round two of playoffs. So that was, I think, early, early or late May or early June, sometime around there, around this time. Um, so early May, actually. Not a single ejection throughout the entire high school season, right? Right. The first weekend, the first weekend that I go back home, I got a call from my I got a call from the old little league park that I work at. They say, hey, we want you to work if you're back home, we want you to work um, over the weekend here. Yeah, sure. I'd love to. It's it's good money. I'm I work five games on Friday, five games on Saturday, and then another five on Sunday. So it's a long weekend. It's Houston, Texas. It's humid. It's hot. We're already pissed off when we step out there on the field, right? But it's still a good time. Yeah. At least I think it is. After not having a single ejection, the second day back, I have <laughs> an assistant coach at a 10-year-old game in a tournament game, right? I'm working in the field, and there's a close play at first base. And I have his runner out, so I you know, I bang the kid out. Right. And the first base coach, who is not supposed to argue, it's only supposed to be the, man- the manager or the head coach of the team, right? But the first right. base coach starts going nuts, jumping up and down, going, oh, you missed that call, man. Like, uh, you, you, you had the exact same play last inning, and you called it the other way. Like, why are you changing it now? You know, he's making a huge fit. To yeah. the point where the manager – sprints onto the field just to come and talk to me because he doesn't want his head because he doesn't want his assistant coach to get tossed, right? Right. <laughs> so he's freaking out. He's being all animated. I'm trying to get him to calm down. But when the head coach approaches me, he's nice about it, right? He just got out there quickly because he saw an, es- an escalating situation. So I can appreciate that. Yeah. He goes, hey, I'm not going to argue the timing. I just want to make sure – I just want to see if you can check with your partner and see if he pulled his foot off the back. I said, sure, I can check that, right? And so I walk over to meet my partner who's working at the plate. The first base coach follows me down the line as I meet my partner, <laughs> staring at me the entire time. Like he's eyeballing me. Like, like I'm some crazy dude who's got a vendetta against his team or something. Oh and gosh. so, you know, I, I meet my partner. I look over at him. I put my hand up and I say, back off. And he does. You know, he walks back around. You know, we, we have a quick little conversation. Didn't pull his foot off. Call stance. I walk back to first base. Everything's set. The coach has not taken his eyes off of me. The head coach is fine, mind you, but the first base coach will not stop staring at me. Wow. The pitcher pitches the ball, doesn't move his head until he hears the glove pop when he turns his head just to make sure that, you know, like the kid didn't hit the ball and he doesn't need to get out of the way or anything. And then he turns right back to me, does it twice, and I look over at him and I go, are you going to stare at me the whole time or are you going to coach your kids? He goes, I'm going to stare at you. I said, okay. (laughs) And we we just go right back at it. Uh, another pretty easy play happens at first base. I give my out call and he mimics me. So he's calling the out with me. I'm like, what is this guy on? I've never had a coach like this before. Right. I'm like every bone in my body wants to eject him and nobody would blame me, but I'm going to give him half of an inning to calm down. Third out comes, he goes back to his dugout. Right. Right. So it's the second half of the inning. I have another close play at second base that once again, goes against this team. And I hear him screaming from the dugout, that's the second one, Blue. So I go, all right, screw it. You're done. And I toss him, right? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Hands down, one of the craziest ejections that I've had. And two weeks later, I'm on a different field, and I hear the same guy yelling from a field across from me because he just got ejected again. 
<laughs> and I could tell just based on the voice and the way that he was yelling. I just turned over my right. I was like, hey, I know that voice. <laughs> and like in between pitches, I just took a glance over. I was like, hey, yeah, it's that guy. I tossed him out two weeks ago. I wonder what he did this time because that guy runs himself. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> that is crazy. Have you seen the, yeah, people, uh, I've heard it a bunch of times. People get way too hyped for the literally games. Oh, yeah. Especially parents, yeah, too. The, the South Park episode that's, like, about that, where they're playing the baseball and going up in the tournament. And, like, have you seen that? Nah, I'll I be honest. Not. I haven't watched a whole lot of South Park. I, I watched a little bit. But it's, it's not really much of my style. Like, I can appreciate it, and I, I, I appreciate the, the way that the uh, the creators aren't afraid to push boundaries. But it's not not really my style. Fair enough. It's just so. So basically, like a synopsis of that story is that um, Stan's dad, who's one of the kids, who's they're like ten, nine year olds, however old they are, but um, they're they're in league, little league tournament, right? And at yeah. every game, um, Stan's dad gets like horribly drunk. His name is Randy, so Randy gets like really drunk, <laughs> and he starts arguing with like other dads from other teams and getting into fights, right? And getting like ejected every single game, and, and so. <laughs> As they're moving up in the tournament, in his head, it's like him moving up in a tournament, and he has to fight stronger dads of like higher, <laughs> higher up teams. <laughs> that is great. And like the, the finals, there's like this like fat drunk dude with a like a Batman cape, and he wears like, he's like I'm the bad dad or something. I don't remember. I haven't watched it in a while, but yeah, he has to go. Yeah, he has to face him, and he's like the most powerful drunk dad that he's fought. I don't know. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's God, that, like, that's great. Who can be the most obnoxious, like piece of garbage on the field? Oh, <laughs> uh, geez, I, I can honestly say I haven't run into any kind of issues with fans. Although I will say I did have one time where I was having a verbal argument from a parent of a kid and the head coach happening as I'm working behind the plate. So literally, in between pitches, I'm hearing screaming out of the right side of my ear, and I had to stop the game and say, "Hey, we're we gonna play baseball, or are we gonna listen to you two argue?" Before I got back to the game, and <laughs> You know, that, that's the worst I've had, right? But I've right. worked with a guy who told me a story about how he literally was at a game where cops had to get called because of the rowdiness of the stands. And he literally ejected every person in the stands and every coach except for the head coaches of both teams and the players so that they could finish the game. That's so awesome. he had, I think, 45 <laughs> ejections in one game when everything was all added up. Jeez. That's like a Guinness World Worker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, i'm pretty lucky i haven't had anything like that kind of thing happen you know i've had coaches that'll curse at me you know like you know that kind of thing but but n- nothing nothing quite on that scale luckily I, i'm sure it'll come eventually if i keep doing this because it's what i want to do but we'll see that's pretty cool um i'm a pretty big hockey fan and um like so, so obviously you know fighting is a big part of the game but it's like you know it comes with a penalty to the teams and stuff like that i i just I love watching the footage. Uh, this uh, has occurred a few times in like the NHL history with mm-hmm. uh, without actually being recorded and everything. But um, it, I, I I've always loved watching the footage of like both entire teams just going in and brawling out. And by the end of it, they have like seven hundred and fifty minutes of penalty time per team or something wild <laughs> like that. Just, Good Lord. Like, how, how do you even execute all that? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, this guy punched me in the face and like hit me in the head with a stick. So that's you know that's uh, twenty there, and and then so we we got to eject to this person and this person. And I don't know how they go to calculate all this. I don't know if they just watch the footage for like an hour to determine all this, but 
I'd feel bad for whoever has to add all that kind of stuff up, having to dock every freaking punch, every every swing, and add yeah. on time. Nah, I'm sure they're not mad about it because they got to watch a pretty cool fight. Nah, see, I'm going. Well, I'm, yeah, but I mean, come on, I'm going into the sports field to avoid having to do math, right? Like, <laughs> I feel for them on that one. But but actually, speaking of fights and, and sports and all that kind of stuff, I will say that's one thing that I can admire about hockey they're not afraid to get down and dirty and you compare it to like baseball, whenever a, a quote unquote fight happens on baseball, one to two punches get thrown max. And then you just see people jog onto the field and it's just shouting. Yeah. Right. But on <laughs> hockey, they actually have fist fights. So it's, it's kind of, kind of dope. Yeah. I, I, I love the, the whole like gloves off thing. And they, they just start boxing and basically it's whoever, whoever's mm-hmm. grounded versus loses the fight. Yeah. And I'm, uh, one of my my favorites to watch i'm not i'm not a bruins fan but i can respect the team but when one of the funniest guys to watch fight his name is uh, zadino chara huge dude i think he's like seven feet tall on his skates um but he has such a long arm span that he just holds people out in front of him like and they can't reach him and so he just like beats down on them until they can't like i think he's lost like two fights and i think both are related to his footing he just got tangled up but he doesn't lose fights and um, the NHL has done away with the position of, um, I forget what they call enforcer. So that they used to actually have people employed as enforcers. And, um, that means that they would handle the fights. Right. So if like somebody was being dirty on the other team, that sent out, you know, what's his face to go fight. And <laughs> yeah. Now, now it's not, it's not necessarily their title anymore, but there's some guys who are still kind of enforcers and he's part of that era where it was a thing. And so. He's just this big That's dude. Wild. You don't want to mess with. I think he has like one of the hardest slap shots too. <laughs> Jeez, That's crazy. What about you, Abraham? You got any, you got any crazy work stories, Abraham? Yeah. I was going to ask you, you've worked at a, you used to be a bartender, right? So you got to have something interesting from that. I think, uh, bartending was rather, rather chill for me. I wasn't really a, a bartender per se. I was more of a beer server and uh, the guy who cleaned up the party at the end. <laughs> yeah no, no thank you Miss me with was, that crap. yeah bartending was out it was all right for me i made a pretty decent amount of money until my girlfriend started bartending with me and then i made literally zero tips from now on <laughs> <laughs> but the real wild stuff happened to me was when i was uh working as a scribe in the uh the emergency department for methodist dallas it's like one of the big the big hospitals oh, yeah yeah, yeah. dallas yeah, some pretty messed up stuff I saw there, but it was it was a good time. <laughs> one of my favorite stories was um, one of my favorite stories. How should I put this? Most interesting story. Wildest. <laughs> Wildest? Yeah, I would guess so. Insert flavor text that isn't joy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd say wildest. It's it's horrific. That's just this is just the first thing that popped into my mind was uh the very first like week i was working there it was a uh, one of the calls that they had for the ems where we are gathered in the emergency bay was a, a homeless guy he got a like fell in the train oh no like the train it's got the dart here and essentially he got chopped up but he was still alive and he made oh. it and it was just it was wild like my first week there i'm like wide-eyed like trying to run around with this <laughs> ugly ass laptop like good lord stuff. 
and that's like one of the first cases I come across. And like my brain, I could barely handle it. Like the irony was that it was the most simplest document. Like essentially, a guy just got ran over by train. And <laughs> yeah, so. I mean that's what that's one of those things that could literally <laughs> scar you. Right. Yeah. Because like, I don't know how old you were when you were doing this, but like nobody just sees a, like you can see it on movies or in TV. Right. But like nobody actually goes into a real hospital and expects to see a guy who's literally cut in half by a train, let alone have to be a guy who has to document it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, was, yeah. it just happened last year. So. <laughs> oh, gee, OK. Wow. <laughs> now, he wasn't like chopped up. He was just like, like really gnarly cuts, like really deep cuts, like from his neck up to his face. So I could see like the muscles in his neck. Jeez, that poor man. Yeah, he made it though, and he didn't have to pay a dime. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah, I'd hope. I, I, I mean, <laughs> if I were, to, if I got hit by a train, I would hope that I wouldn't have to pay all that much to get, you know, my life saved. Because exactly. nobody exactly plans on getting run over by a train. I mean, it's usually oh, EDs are usually full with homeless people. So. <clears throat> I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, David. He, he's free right now. So I, I told me I just started an episode. I told him to hop on. So it's funny how on. I'll introduce you to, to him, Chris. Uh, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. The other so, legend. David. The other David. And I'm pretty sure oh, he has good. some interesting stories because just, just his line of work right now has got to be wild. Oh, yeah. H-E-B and any kind of grocery store, really. Broken foot. Yeah, the real uh, broken down car. I mean, he's he's not had the best of luck lately. So, But I'm After just being sick for like three weeks. Man. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. We, we have to get we have to we have to give him like a, a bunch of applause when he jumps in here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you gotta hey. start clapping. Yeah, David. Woo! That kind of we're, thing. We're pretty sure that he had the coronavirus, man, only because he was sick for like a month, and he had like he was having breathing problems, and like he basically shared all the symptoms of it. it oh yeah, wild. I actually had a scare. I had a scare with that the first week of uh, or the first weekend of spring break. <laughs> Oh yeah. Like I, I spent the first Saturday of spring break and a couple of hours worth of quarantine because I because I had just recently worked with a guy who had been traveling to Israel. Oh so okay, I had yeah. so I had I had, had I had had exposure to somebody who had been traveling and I was showing pretty much every symptom. So they were like, We're gonna run every possible test on you except for the corona test because technically you don't meet every single requirement. Yeah, they're really specific. <laughs> they they don't hand those out to anybody. You have to have like a hundred and four fever and all kinds of stuff. It's yeah, like, yeah. There there are very specific uh, there are very specific things that must be met, and if you don't meet every single one of them, you will likely not get a test, or at least you weren't able to. Because uh, this was literally the first week in the spring break. This was before the world was shutting down. This was like a few days before everything started to kind of go into lockdown. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot more lax now because they developed new tests, but. Right. But yeah, ended up just being a virus that only kids that are like five and under tend to get. So basically, have a little baby <laughs> immune system. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's one thing I'm kind of worried about as I'm about to start teaching. It's like I wonder how frequently I'm going to get sick because I, I know the first year teachers struggle a whole lot. They're like sick every other day. Oh yeah, <sighs> you get at the family medicine clinic I worked at. There was lots of teachers who frequently got sick with like. Upper respiratory oh, stuff. Here's David. He's you're gonna be sick a lot. Just a second. Hey, David, what's oh, up? David, David. woo! Yeah, David. the man himself. Kisses, kisses. We'll give him a second to get. Thank you his. for serving your country, David. At EGB. I don't think he can. 
Oh man, all that applause was for nothing. <laughs> You're muted, David. I think I think he I might screw that. Off. Yeah, we'll just give him a second. Oh, okay. I think, he, I think he's he's probably getting set up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can't hear you. So anyway, I hate David. <laughs> I've never I've never met the guy before, but I wish, but I still wish, you know, he'd never come into my life, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're saying that on his podcast, man. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's David and David, so it could be your podcast, and he could be the secondary, right? No, it's 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 a mutual podcast. I think that applies to Tiffany Share. This this is our love child. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess so. That's that's one way to put it. Yep. Also, like, look, look at it. We, we ended up talking about the virus again. I'm telling you, man, it's hard. It's, it's just such a big deal. <laughs> well, tell you what. I know how we can transition this, right? So we don't have to talk specifically about corona. Has there ever been a time that any of you guys have had medical conditions that were life-threatening to you? So, like, something that almost killed you? That's a good um, I'd say one of the this only This could be, time- like, from any time of your life. This could be, like, some terrible thing that you had when you were younger or something kind of recent. Yeah, I this was is, uh, born with asthma. You can go well, like severe, severe asthma. <clears throat> well, yeah, it was severe. Like the younger I was, but I grew out of it. The older it got, and like now I don't. It doesn't. I essentially don't have asthma anymore. Grew out of it. But there was a few times I was hospitalized because of that. Oh wow! It is. It's weird. It's like a weird sensation when you can't breathe, even though you're trying everything to do it. But like, I don't know. That was pretty much it. Like, I grew up with asthma. And you yep. kind of get used to not those moments where you can't breathe, and it's like it becomes normal life for you. Yeah, so that's, kinda, that's a weird thing. It's like you get used to almost dying. No way. <laughs> I spend every day living on the edge of life and death. <laughs> mine, mine wasn't a condition. Mine was like I, I was little, and my my parents had us at the fair, and I like crawled on the tracks of a ride. And my mom said that the lady operating the machine was like. A crazy crackhead lady and she like started it up and she like <laughs> had to rush over and grab me off and grab me off oh, the no. ride before, before it hit me <laughs> so oh, that's a lot no. of asthma fine god that well, reminds I mean, me of stuff that happened to my, my sister <laughs> reminds me of but something I- that happened to my sister because my, my sister had run-ins like that too like there were there were twice twice right once was at an amusement park that shut down now it was called astro world this was in downtown Houston, right? It was in kind of a rough part of town. There was like a fist fight that was breaking out. And my sister, when she's two years old, is just, you know, trying to walk with with her parents. And somehow she gets close to the fight and basically almost gets trampled by two fighting adults. Oh, my God. At an amusement park with Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. <laughs> that is awesome. And, and then the other time was at a water park where the lifeguard, where, where she was in, I guess, a wave pool. And she got sucked out into one of the stronger zones, right? And the lifeguards on duty didn't do anything, despite the fact that my mom was yelling, help my daughter, because she's drowning. Oh, my God. And the lifeguards just kind of, like, glanced over. I was like, eh, I'm sure they're fine. And just left it be. If she dies, she dies. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that reminds me of the time I was, uh, I was in a giant wave pool, too. With uh, It was like the Lazy Rivers, but it was a wave pool. Mm-hmm. And there was all the tubes, like people floating around, and me, dumb little kid, just diving, trying to see how deep I could get. Oh, God. I came up into somebody else's tube with them. 
that was <laughs> I the most in your my life. So the panic made me like shrivel, like contract and try to go under. And I started drowning under. The- <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Luckily, I was able to like grab onto somebody's foot and pull myself up. But like, <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Like, I didn't even care. I was just swimming as hard as I could to get out of there. Oh, God, that's, I can just imagine what that guy's response would be. He's just, like, chilling in an inner tube, and suddenly just a kid pops up right next to him out of nowhere. It was a girl, and I was, like, preteen, like, little kid. Little girls freaked me out, so it was even worse. Oh, fun. (laughs) All right, sorry about that. We have David with us now, so go ahead and say what's up, dude. What's up, David? No, just kidding. (laughs) What's up, guys? Finally back oh, after a uh, knee slapper. <laughs> back after what? I haven't been on here like what week and a half. Yeah, it, this it, is your podcast. Huh? <laughs> it hasn't been super yeah, long. I mean, slapper. I only I posted like a three minute update <laughs> video just saying, "Hey, David, David is going through some stuff, so uh, he'll be back on." <laughs> if, you, if you miss another week, it's going to become the David Podcast Singular. You're gonna remove a David. Uh, David and sometimes another David, maybe. We'll <laughs> <laughs> Our right, podcast so we've been talking near death experiences. Got anything good, David? He, he just got muted. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> He's uh, muted again. David. Microphone is not. Uh, I survived this microphone. No, I'm just kidding. Death <laughs> uh, experiences. Let me. See. A true American hero. Yes. I've. Uh, I survived the coronavirus. Actually, I don't know. I you survived survive downing an entire bottle of whiskey one time. Oh my Ooh. god. That's it. Dude, that's a real near death experience right there, man. I, I, was, I, am, I was legitimately concerned for your safety before I passed oh. out myself. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. I had that. just enough time that. to be worried before I physically couldn't be. <laughs> yeah, that was uh that was a tough day. <laughs> That's that was why a tough I paced myself. Day. That's why I paced myself. Easy. Yeah, it was easy to drink. It was uh it was the other it was the aftermath that wasn't fun. But yeah, I just survived that. That's yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> good time. <laughs> <laughs> Emily has told me that like she tried to take it away and you were like, This is all I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I have in life, please. You can't take this away from me too. AGB stole my freedom. You can't steal my whiskey. <laughs> Big bottle too. Oh man! Come on, man! You gotta have you gotta have some sort of a near death experience. Like when you were sick, or I don't you know, know, sick mm. something something that you did when you were younger that almost got you killed. I'm trying to think, I'm a safe I'm a safe person. Um, fighting well, I mean, yeah, you can be. I mean, I'm a relatively safe person too, but my body still tried to kill me when I was 15. It happens. Mm. Yeah. And mine just happened. Let me think about it. When let I was me, on vacation see. too. I got you. Later, I, we we can give you some time because I, I I I've got I've got a story to tell on the on the matter. Oh well, it's time to Oh, it wasn't me, but I think it's still kind of funny. Um, David and uh, Abraham, do you guys? Remember when Frankie almost died at the trip this past year? Dude, that was wild. <laughs> when? Uh, On the trip? So this past time, yeah, we were um, we were floating, and there was like a big like rock in the middle. You know how there was like three of uh, three people on the 
on the tube on the long one that was meant for two people only. But you know how they just avoid all the rules. Um, so <laughs> they were going down the rapid, and there was this huge rock. And they all get flipped over, and the rope gets caught on um, Frankie's foot. Oh, and it, like, no. ties onto it. And the the float uh, comes behind the, the rock, so it's, like, wedged in there. And Frankie's just being, like, dragged because of the um, the current. It was too strong. And everyone's, like, got wiped out before that. So we just look up, and we see Frankie getting waterboarded, and he couldn't get up because his foot was, like, wrapped, up, wrapped in the rock. <laughs> Oh, I, no. This is the first time I'm hearing about this. That is crazy. Really? Yeah, nobody said anything about this. I thought I he knew. No, Frankie almost died? What? That's yeah, he, got, he like legitimately got pinned down underwater, and like the, the weight of the water wouldn't allow him to come up, and he barely got his foot out. That bleed. is crazy. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, it's funny now, but it wasn't funny when it was happening. <laughs> Oh, I guarantee you that was one of those things where, like, in the oh, heat of the moment, they're just like, oh, my God, somebody call 911. We've got to help the guy. <laughs> and then as soon as he got free, everybody just busts out laughing. Yeah. Exactly like that. Yeah, that I think, wild. like, just a moment later, he was kind of laughing about it. But for a, for a yeah. bit, he was like, I nearly died. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, when you have something like that happen, it shakes you up. Oh, yeah. It's either, like, you get sad afterwards or you get really happy that you survived. <laughs> Life is so precious. <laughs> oh man! I don't know if you want to tell your story, Chris. Whatever your yeah. your death experience. So I know I've already rambled on a lot, but uh, so I'll try to keep this one a bit short. When I was 15, I was on vacation in Alabama. Right, we went to a place called Gulf Shores. Really nice beach area out there. A lot of fun. We did this annually, and one day, my sister and her friend just go, "Hey, Chris, we want to bury you in the sand." I go, sure, I don't care. I'm lazy. I'll just lay down. You guys can go at it. And so they bury me in the sand. And after maybe 10 minutes, I get up and I have these red speckles covering me from everywhere that the sand touched, right? So like from my neck down to my feet. And these weren't like welts. These weren't bites. I had, like, I felt absolutely nothing. It was literally just something that you saw, right? Just picture a freckle, but it's red. Uh, The next morning, or, or yeah, and then the next morning, my nose just started to bleed and it lasted for three hours. So myself and my mom are like, okay, this is a problem because those well, because those freckles are still there. That's not normal. We need to take you to an emergency care center. Meanwhile, we're only, I think two days into our seven day vacation. So things are going well already. Uh, we get to the, we get to the emergency care center and they say, listen, we think we know what you have. It could be one of two things both of which will take days to get results for here. You need to go to Mobile and go to the children and women's hospital there. Like you have to get this taken care of because it is potentially very serious. So we go, huh? Cause I feel fine. Like physically I feel nothing wrong. It's just a bunch of weird, like it's just a bunch of things that you can kind of see. Right. We get to the hospital, they draw blood for me and they go, so we're testing you for two things. One of them is leukemia. What? The other is called ITP. If it's ITP, that's easier to deal with than leukemia. But just to be safe, we're going to get this taken care of. An hour later, they come back and they go, okay, so you don't have leukemia, so that's the good side. But you do have a uh, – a, uh, I, I don't know if it's autoimmune. I think, I think it might be. It was like a platelet disorder or something. Or basically my body was attacking my platelets as it was being made. It's something that usually doesn't happen to people that are above the age of 12. 
So the fact that it was happening to me later on in my life when I was like 15, 16 was slightly concerning because at that stage in life, one of two things happens, right? They either treat you and it goes away or they treat you and within six months it comes back and it's chronic, right? Oh, that's yeah. yeah. Yep. So, uh, so that was, that was what I had. And because we had no idea what was going on, basically because like, like, so normal human platelet count is 100,000 to 400,000, right? I had 1000. So if I had taken any kind of body shot from a wave, if I had taken a hit to the head, if I had taken a significant hit to my chest, I would have bled out internally. Oh my God. And I would have had no idea because I felt absolutely, I, I felt perfectly fine. So I spent the I spent four days in the hospital recovering and then getting checked up periodically for the next couple of months over. But that's that's probably the craziest thing. It literally took a year to kick in to be like, wow, I was literally this close to dying. Thank God there were no waves at the beach this year. Like, thank God the beach was boring. Because if it wasn't boring, I'd be dead. You know, now that I think about it, I, I don't know if it would have killed me or maybe just like cracked my head open, but um. David, David, I don't know if you remember, like when we used to go to the skate park a lot. But um, mm -hmm. th there was that one time we were just kind of chilling. There was like these dudes doing, like they were skateboarding, so we were just kind of watching. But he falls, and you know, like when they fall, and the the board like shoots out. Get this thing like shotted. Yeah. yeah, like it slung around the bowl and shot up, and it like flew like an inch by my head. Like I, I, I think I, ha I have that recording somewhere. It's somewhere in existence. But even on that video, you can see it just swoosh right by the camera because it, like, it was so close to hitting me. And I, like I said, I don't think it would have killed me, but it probably would have concussed me or like cracked my skull. Sure. Yeah, done some, they, done some damage. Huh? It was hurt. <laughs> it was, it, I was <laughs> you like, would have been in pain. I was freaked out when I went away. Like it. I don't know, man. It was just crazy. It flew by so quickly. I didn't. I did not see it coming. I had no reaction. My 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 skull was completely wide open to be hit. It just happens, bad. I need to find that video. It's somewhere. That would be cool to see. Good lord. Yeah, I'm curious now. I'm checking my my like my my actual Instagram, and I'm seeing if it's in there. Like one of my oldest videos, maybe. God, imagine using social media. <laughs> wow <laughs> i don't understand it yeah I these kids imagine. nowadays these kids with their chaps their their chat snaps Chapstick. and their and their book faces <laughs> i do not think it's on there huh. yes not on your insta chat insta chat it's on group me what about your insta talk <laughs> what do they call it? The snap talk. Skateboard. Snap. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I have to. Maybe it's in my old phone or something. I don't know if I have anything saved on there though. Whew. That was a that was a crazy experience. I don't think I would have died. I just probably may have not been the same person after having a school. Really kind of ouchy. Yeah, you know those those shots to the heads are never those shots to the head are never fun. Oh, yeah, have yeah. you ever actually been knocked out? Like, has that happened to any of you? No, no. I'm very shocked that I can say no, simply because well, you know, um, umpire working me on the plate. I, I'm 
you know, risking getting getting a baseball to the face on a normal basis, right? But I also did Taekwondo from the time that I was seven until I was 18. That's cool. And so, so for the amount of time that I was in there, the fact that I've never got like knocked clean out is probably says a lot about my defense or the fact that I just run away from everything. I don't know what well, that says. Also, <laughs> everybody else could have sucked. No, no, believe me. I, I had one kid that I sparred with on a regular basis who kicked me square to the chest and gave me whiplash. Oof. Oh, gosh. Uh, there, there, were, there were some talented kids that I had to spar with. And and, and one of the guys who was in uh, – just, just a really quick score. So you mentioned the really big kind of round guy at your work, David. Um, yeah. <laughs> basically, picture this guy, but maybe a little bit younger because I think I was 12. So like 12-year-old version of that, right? You know, really big, stocky guy. And he's he's significantly heavier and taller than I am, and I'm paired up with him just because of the difference in belt, right? Yeah. I never expected much from this guy coming into the fights. Not only did he come second place in our like group that we were in uh, for the sparring, but I watched this kid pull up like pull up his like heave up his pants a little bit so that he could get full range of motion. And do was and do like a back kick, like a spinning back kick <laughs> that smacked a kid in the face that was taller than him, that flattened the kid. <laughs> like he ba- like he, he TKO'd a kid spinning to the face with how <laughs> and with how big this guy was, I just looked at him and I'm like, please God, don't let me fight him. I will die. Like it was insane. So <laughs> So I've seen people get knocked out. It hasn't happened to me somehow. <laughs> well, it's a kind of a disappointing moment. You think being knocked out would be like all these different things, but no, it's just like you go to sleep, you wake up go to sleep. with a headache. That's literally it. Like there's nothing like you don't feel any different. You don't feel like some dramatic effect when you when you get knocked out. It's just blackness and then awakeness. Oh, you mean it's not like Looney Tunes where a bunch of stars start popping out and, nope. and your eyes kind of start changing colors and you start swaying side to side before you faceplant? Ain't like that? It's disappointing. <laughs> Cartoons have failed around. me again. Isn't We're that not funny? You just get disappointed by fucking uh, being concussed. <laughs> what knocked you out? <laughs> oh, man. What Titan? What, no, no. Like, seriously, what Titan knocked you out, Abraham? You're, you're like a mountain of muscle. What, what Titan knocked me out? Yeah. Being hit in the back of the head by somebody who snuck up behind me. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I guess that's like your only weakness is getting punched in the back of your head. <laughs> no, it was yes, a... my one weakness. Assassins. <laughs> I am poorly trained to snow. <laughs> you put a metal play on the back of your head? Just an oaf. <laughs> It'll live forever. <laughs> no, it was, it was just journey football. Somebody uh, came up from like my blind spot and hit me in the back of the head. Oh uh, yeah. Apparently I walked off the field. I didn't get, I didn't like flattened or anything, but I walked off the field. I threw my helmet off, which I don't remember. I just remember waking up in the ambulance. God, that's crazy. That's crazy actually. So you like blacked out at the hit. Don't remember anything leading up to it. You just remember bang and then ambulance and everybody yeah. saying, "Yeah, dude, you walked off and then just fell." Yep. That's weird. It is weird, right? It's like your body's response. I was just like, "Oh, I'm done with this." Well, so you I'm actually dead. have like a type of amnesia then, because you can't remember doing yeah, something that you were apparently cautious for. Oh, 
it could could be it. It could have been so yeah. hard, hit so hard that I just forgot everything. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, all your memories from this point on are just fake. Like you're, you're just—it's just what your brain made up to to compensate for the blackness that that impact landed on you. Oh, see, psych. Wake up back in back in high school. Just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just dream. Hey, David. <laughs> Do you have any interesting story, stories to share from uh, HEB this like last week and a half? Anything crazy happen? Last week, you know, everything's always crazy in there. <laughs> mm, let's see. The craziest thing is we got toilet paper in stock. <laughs> yeah, that or um, we'll finally realize we'll be buying everything in the dang store. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, so recently there was that uh, uh, footage. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah, what? You cut out a little bit. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So there was a meat shortage. So oh, yeah, right, right, right. two packages at a time. And um, so I, I work in the curbside department, so we have to follow the same rules. You know, no one gets special treatment. Right. And uh, so if you order like a, like a big package with like four steaks on it, um, I'll try to get like a smaller one that will hopefully equal out the four steaks, you know? I'll try to get like something similar. But then again, we can't be getting like individual packs of one to make up for the four they ordered i mean you know yeah and that was so hard to like translate over to customers and i got I had this lady where she's like i ordered eight steaks she was like cause she would she would call she called and she was like trying to explain me the problem and i understood what was going on like i'm not stupid and i was trying to get her to like okay we can only sell you two packages and all we have are like packages of two so you can only get four unless you come to the store and get two more which I can set aside for you, but you'd have to pay that on your own. I can't add it to the order because the computer won't let me. She's like, no, you don't understand what I'm saying. I'm like, yes, I do. You want eight steaks. I can only sell you four. She's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I paid for eight. I expect eight. And I was like, you haven't paid for anything. So what do you mean? That, it was, she just kept saying, no, no, no. You don't know what I'm saying. You have no idea. And it just—it was just a back and forth where I was like, "Okay, man, uh, have it. You don't have any more steaks. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh <laughs> it took too long to give me an answer." <laughs> and it just, just turns into to this big deal where the manager has to get involved, and the manager's not gonna throw me under the bus. So ends up looking even more stupid. And and so I I work over here uh, at a store in uh, close to San Antonio, and they have a. Uh, have this whole group chat where it's like the moms of uh, San Antonio and they're always talking shit about like different stores and we made like the page we made their Facebook page and it's funny because some of the moms that work there are uh, on there like constantly like it's like the gossip like it's gossip central in there they're like David you made the front page and I was like what <laughs> it was like my story and then like she got my name down she's like David from H-E-B if you ever talk to him hang up the phone uh, like he's no help at all. I was like, "Oh man, like my name's tainted forever." I do oh, apologize man. for all the Davids that work in HEB. Brought you guys uh, bad karma. I sound weird, uh, but like my girlfriend also worked in um retail. Of course, I did too. We worked at Marshalls and at the bar and whatnot. And I, we kind of agree that like everybody should who everybody 
should be required to work retail at some point to understand how much of an asshole you're being to just somebody who's just trying to work for the minimum wage. Honestly, you know, I mean, I actually disagree just because to me, that's common sense. Like, especially in a pandemic situation, right? You're really going to make, you're really going to complain when you know that there's a meat shortage going around. You should expect that something like that's going to happen and you're still going to make a hassle and get onto somebody who's trying to explain the situation as best as he can, but you're too hard headed to listen to what he's saying. Yeah, common sense doesn't apply to the general public. Like, you have to teach people. These yeah, honestly, the, like, the more. A great example. Sense to wash your fucking hands, but no. <laughs> uh, so nope. I, I just no, no, wonder no. if y'all, y'all have any like um short stories like like this one. So this is probably one of the times I felt the most embarrassed speaking to a customer, and that's because there's a guy who was staring pretty closely at one of our like newest 4K TVs. This was like new technology at the time, whatever. He, he looked like he was mesmerized by it, right? So I walk up and I was just like, uh, I was like. Oh, so I noticed you're taking in all like that. Or like I was talking to him for a bit. It was like, yeah, it's 4K, as the spectrum or blah blah. And I was just like, so you can see between these two TVs, right? It's like you can see the color difference. And he's just like, well, no, I can't. He's, I'm colorblind. And I'm like, oh crap! <laughs> 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 you fooled. <laughs> like, I went on this fortunate long, this long spiel about everything. It's like, so you can see the color difference. You can't. You just like, well. No, actually, I can't. I'm colorblind. I'm just like, gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> there goes my sales bitch. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, you switch over to the pixel difference. Yeah. <laughs> Which that is obvious, but it was just funny. I, I like, I built up the color so much, and he just he entertained himself by listening to me and then telling me that after the fact. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just wait until we see the salesman's face. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry." He was cool, man. He's like, "Nah, man, it's cool." He was like, "But I yeah. felt so embarrassed about it." David, Uh-oh. did you tell your story about um Annie's asphalt? Oh yes, yes. Okay, so I I can't recall if I told the story on the podcast yet. I think I maybe have, but it's okay. I, if you're a new listener, you can enjoy it again. Yeah, tell uh, it to me. Yeah, I'll tell it to Chris. He's new. Uh, hey, Chris, you want to hear a story real quick? Why, yes, David. I would love to hear a story. All right, perfect. So I have a friend. Uh, his name is Danny. I won't say his last name. But um, he said that Phantom. his uh, – And what's funny is that's not actually the name he goes by. He doesn't go by Danny, but I'll just call him Danny for this case. He uh, he said that his his father, whose name is Danny – had an asphalt company, right? So Danny's asphalt, whatever. Cool. Um, this was like old information, but you know, David and I both recall this from like we we say hang out then. We're we're not really in touch anymore. I think we're just like those awkward Facebook friends now. But um, he he told us, you know, his dad ran the company and that he worked for them for a while and blah blah whatever. So I see a guy in a Danny's asphalt shirt, and you know, I was helping him out and everything. I was just like, you know, it's like it, it's interesting. And my my dad um or. My friend's dad, you know, owns that company. He's like, "Oh, really? What's his name?" And I was just like, "Well, his his name is Danny." And he was just like, "He's like, really?" And I was just like, "Yeah." He's just like, "Cause that's my dad." <laughs> like, like <laughs> I, my dude, my my friend Danny is Hispanic. This man was a white guy. <laughs> <And I> was <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I was just like, did, this dude lied to me about this asphalt company. I made myself look like an idiot because I was like, oh, dude, that's my my friend's dad's company. He's like, oh, really? He's like, because that's my dad. And he's like, that's not my brother. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I got excited because, like, oh, cool. You know, like, I, I, have, I have some common ground to share with this guy. And he's like, and then he just put me in my place. He's like, nope, that's my dad. <laughs> Good That's lord. Crazy. I don't know why you would even lie about of all, excuse me. Of all the businesses, like why would you lie about you know being part of an asphalt company? It's like <laughs> hey, he he's got the same name, so it's common ground, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, what are the odds though that like he actually did have a son named Danny that you just happened to run into? <laughs> like, like an illegitimate son that he, <laughs> yeah. he, also he, he actually he actually played the part right he just screwed up by not being the right Danny <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah that was that was pretty funny um I should have a, quite weird. a bit of Best Buy stories man like I, I don't know I, I had this one coworker who like I, I swear he just didn't shower like ever like the the most <laughs> rancid smell you can smell um, was this oh, man. God, I know that. Yeah, it, it was like like make you throw up, where they would give you a headache if you spend a shift around oh. him too much. He could walk across the store, and you could still smell him. He once he got across the store, it was like that nasty. Oh, um, that's understandable. Yeah, the manager had to talk to him a few times about his hygiene, but it never really. <laughs> um, yeah, I talked to him a few times too, and then fire him. Honestly, he was like our Sony expert though. That was the issue. So you had to talk to him to get like certified on stuff. <laughs> like, oh no. Know. Yeah, so you had to sit I there and talk about nasty breath, nasty smell. Like it made me sick. Sorry, Abraham, good. <laughs> no, no, I was just saying like some people just really don't give a shit about hygiene. I mean like, my brother, you worked as a the janitor for a, yeah. was it Dry? I think there's a university. He worked as janitor. And for weeks, he would be cleaning up little pieces of poop in the hallway. And what? this would like <laughs> bewilder him because it's like, <laughs> it's literally just poop in the hallway. Like, why is there poop here? Like, the restroom is like not even close. Uh... So one day he started watching the security cams with the security guard. And he spent a whole day watching the films to see where this poop is coming from. Come to come to find out, one of the students would come out of class, stand in the hallway, shake his pants, and then walk away. He would poop himself in class, drag it out to the hallway, and shake it out, and then walk away. That that's so foul. That's insane. What is wrong? What? <laughs> How old was this kid? He was in college. He he had to be no no. Plus. Oh God! <laughs> That's insane, right? Yeah. My brother's a big guy, so like, he went and intimidated him, and after the day, he got expelled for shitting himself in class. <laughs> uh, if it happens once, then sure, right? Like accidents happen, you know, th things things sneak up on you, I guess. But if it's a consistent thing, then w what? It was his thing. I like a kink or something. Like I, I don't, uh, I don't want to think about that. that. So like 
<laughs> you go to apply to another university and they have to like look through your paperwork and like, oh, it's not your <laughs> you'd poop yourself. <laughs> <laughs> poop yourself oh, God, that, in the hallway. That'd be one hell of a meeting. Just first impressions, man. We, we hope oh, that you've resolved these issues now. <laughs> <laughs> have you been toilet trained now. recently, sir? <laughs> the point <laughs> is, people don't give a shit. Shit Actually, he gave a shit. Uh, <laughs> a, little, a little too much of one. Oh, God. He just cared oh. a little too much. That's his problem. He gave a shit, okay? Oh, God, that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst. I was having a good night until that. You're welcome. Uh, I think, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, Shit. I don't know if we want to keep going, but we, we've been going for a little over an hour now. If you want to start looking to wrap up, if anybody's got something to finish on, that's uh, up to you guys. Uh, I'm good. I'm trying I think to. My story's pretty. Oh, God. We <laughs> cannot leave on that. We cannot end <laughs> on I mean, the most that was, foul that thing that I have ever heard. <laughs> like, oh, my God. That's just. Uh, <laughs> That's the worst. Um, <laughs> oh, gross, man. What, what do you mean? What's wrong with that? That's that's like a that's probably one of the highest points this podcast has had. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to be on this podcast anymore. If that's the high, point. If that's the high point, I don't. I don't like where this is going. You're already here. Too late. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, the, the sad thing is I don't know how to follow that up. Like no story that I tell <laughs> will be able to top that. Um, uh, well, I, I guess I have one and it's kind of like, it, it's more making, making a jerk out of myself, but, but we could also save that for a different time. All right. It's up to you, man. If you want to, if you want to wrap it up with that, yeah. you can, um, Go for it. I guess. I like that. I, 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 <laughs> all right. I, I, I guess. I guess I have one way to kind of wrap it all up, and it's think before you say and do things, and what effects your actions and words will have. So, for example, what this guy did got him expelled from college. I don't know how long it took him to get expelled, <laughs> but he got expelled. Right. For me, yeah. it got me put into a situation at work where I really had to you know, stop and think before I talk, regardless of how frustrated I may be. So I was working another baseball game, right? Another 12 year old game. And I'm having a coach or this was another 10 year old game, but at a different ballpark, right? I have a coach who is, who who thinks he's like on top of the game because he's a 12 year old coach who's filling in for a 10 year old coach who thinks that he's like on another level or something. Right. So I'm already not a huge fan of his attitude, but we, we go, we go an inning and a half before he and like he he's he's argued or complained about multiple things now and it's only been maybe an inning and a half to two innings we finally have a situation where there's two outs and he has a 10 year old kid lay down a bunt with two outs and it just ended up being a free third out right right (laughs) well now now here's the and i i mentioned this because it's important right is that he bunted with two outs now, the way that the bunt got laid down, he thought that it went off of the kid's foot, which would make it a foul ball. 
I have a bad angle on it because I'm working behind the plate, and that's just one of those things that's hard to see. And the guy that I was working with didn't see anything either. So he came over to argue it. I told him, I don't have a foul ball, but I'll go and check. I checked. He confirmed it. I told him, we don't have one. He sits there and argues with me for a good minute before leaving to go and talk to my partner, right? And he argues with his partner again for another full minute. And I'm like, we can't let him keep keep arguing. So I'm going to pull him back over here. I'm going to calm down the situation. We're going to move on. And so I tell him, look, I've already talked to my partner about it. If we had a touch, it would have been a foul ball. And he goes, no, man, it definitely hit his foot because the coaches on the other team are all confused as to why it's hit. And he mentions that twice, right? So I'm like, I don't care what the other coaches say. And in my mind, you know, after he says that for like a second or third time, in my mind, I meant this as a genuine question. But because I was frustrated, I didn't think it through. and I didn't think through the implications. But I did mean this as a genuine question. It wasn't to be an asshole. And I go, are you sure that they're confused as to why we didn't call it foul? Or are they wondering why you bunted with two outs? <laughs> so <laughs> I straight up insulted the guy to his face about his coaching. But I meant it as a genuine question as to maybe, hey, maybe that's why they're confused, right? No. And so immediately he's like, oh, you're making this personal. And I'm like, I, what do you mean I'm making it personal? And then I thought about it and I was like, crap, I made it personal. And that's one of those things that you cannot let happen. So like you've really got to think about, you know, you can't let certain things get to you. You've got to be able to, uh, you got to be able to control situations and think things through. Because he ended up getting ejected, which I oh felt really bad about. But he, he ended up pushing it a bit too far with the argument, right? But it was something that I ended up instigating in the end. So, so actions, actions, and words have consequences, and you really got to think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much that the only like... way that I can segue from a dude crapping himself and getting expelled. <laughs> I was about to say, like, how does that happen? <laughs> shitting yourself. <laughs> I tried, man. <laughs> it, it's kind of interesting. Like, I, honestly, I, I don't, I haven't known an umpire before, so it's kind of cool to hear these stories. Like, yeah. you know, I, I've always just known them as a guy behind the plate, so it's cool to. To kind of hear it from your perspective and stuff, so it, it it's neat to hear. Honestly, I, I like hearing about it. So um, I've got a lot of other stories that I can kind of tell or things about the world. So maybe on a future podcast, if you want to hear more about it, by all means. Yeah, yeah maybe so. I, I, um, it's my it's my passion, man. So I'll talk your ear off about it. Sounds good. Sounds good. David, you got anything to finish up on, or are you ready? Um. Yeah. I'm just here chilling. All right, cool. Well, (laughs) I forget exactly what episode number this is because things have been kind of weird lately. Um, I didn't count the last one as an episode. It was just like a bonus. But um, (laughs) thank you for listening and joining us again. Um, And as promised, we have a a barrage of episodes that we're working on getting released this week. So um, the night you're hearing this, which should be Thursday night, is the night we recorded. I'm going to get this like edited here in just a minute and have it out and ready to go. Tomorrow, um, we're looking... Yeah, it's it's a maybe, but we're looking to collab with the Horror Slumber Party podcast. They're a true crime podcast, and they wanted to attempt to make like a lighthearted episode. Um, yeah, to kind of like... They, they, they do dark content, obviously, true crime. But they, they thought it'd be cool to bring some laughs to their fans. Uh, lastly, I want to give a shout out to the person binging us in Ireland. Like, I, If you've been binging us like you haven't, you're probably going to hear this episode. You specifically, super awesome. Thank you for listening because our percent from Ireland went up like overnight. And that would have to mean that like 
a person just loves what we do. So we appreciate that. It's super cool and humbling to have somebody like binge us that way. So thank you. Thank you. Um, I want to thank our guest, Chris, for being on first time. You are now an honorary David. Congratulations. Um, (laughs) I believe you have a Twitch stream. If you want to tell us about that real quick. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm starting up a, a little Twitch stream. Uh, it, you can find me at twitch.tv um, slash mltxlol. Uh, I stream mostly League of Legends and other Riot game stuff. So if you want to see just mediocre League of Legends gameplay, slightly above average TFT gameplay, and then <laughs> really, really poor gameplay on the other Riot games, but you, for whatever reason, enjoyed hearing my stories, then that's where you can find me. Uh, any kind of follow or any kind of support is always nice. And uh, But, I mean, thanks thanks for having me on the on the show and for – listening to my rambling and rants. I hope I didn't overtake too much. No, no, not at all. I mean, that's why we have guests. Uh, we we don't have all the stories, right? We like to hear other people talk too sometimes. But what's your, say, yeah. say your tag one more time, your Twitch your Twitch tag. Twitch.tv slash M-L-T-X-L-O-L. Awesome. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have you send me that too, and I'll have it in our Instagram post. But yeah, if you want to check him out, that's that's where you can find him. And thank you again, Abraham, for being on. I think this is your third or fourth episode. Now you've been you've been truly David lately. So we appreciate having you. I hope to one day legally change my name to David. Oh, right. <laughs> he's going to become one help. with the Davids. David, David, and David. And everybody, David. everybody, bow down to David and thank him for carrying the country as an HEB employee because. Uh, we we wouldn't be able to yell at somebody about our meats without him. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, though, like it, people that are working at grocery stores right now are like the unsung heroes of what's going on right now. So yeah, they've they've got so much work that they've got to keep into, that they've got to keep up with. It. Like it, it's admirable. <laughs> well, thanks, but I just people had more common sense and knew uh, what the fuck was going on. <laughs> and if we require them to wear a mask, please wear a mask. Or, oh yeah. my god, dude! I saw this guy come in with like, sorry, just one more thing. This guy like folded um just a piece of paper and like put it on his over his mouth. I was like, bro, I saw that's not a mask. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, real mask. Is it notebook paper too, with like the with the three holes in the side? Uh, you could tell he like found him in his back seat, and he was just like, "All right, this will work." And like, probably took off his shoelace and fucking <laughs> rigged something up in the parking lot. I was like, "Oh my god!" He uh, tried. Uh, yeah, just just make it fast, please. <laughs> like, at least there was an effort, but yeah, that's that's pretty hilarious. Oh <laughs> uh, jeez. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, thank but... you everybody for listening. Um, like I said, we're hoping to get that collab done tomorrow, but we'll 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 see. The schedule's been kind of weird. Um, people are actually returning back to work in our state, so uh, that's kind of a new thing to deal with. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for enjoying our content, and we will see you in the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.